Finding Trans Global Financial Products, Inc. turned out to be more difficult than I had expected, even with Sarah in my earpiece feeding me directions from the GPS. We eventually found our way to a rundown brick building with blocked-out windows, another of the abandoned old-timey factories that infest the Westchester River towns, a few hints, satellite dishes on the roof, a modern-looking parking lot filled with BMWs and Lexuses. Lexi? Indicated that this one had been repurposed for the 21st century. TGFP didn't have a sign on the door, though, and we ended up asking a receptionist at Spherosity. Mail order stone spheres for all occasions. For directions. She sent us to a hallway on the second floor at the back of the building, where a discreet metal plate grudgingly admitted this was indeed the residence of a financial services company. A cable as thick as my arm snaked down the corridor in a wire tray bolted to the ceiling, punching through the wall next to a solid metal door in a bloom of fresh spackle. This must be it, I muttered, for Sarah's benefit. Not exactly going out of their way to be friendly, are they? I eyed the cable. That looks like some serious bandwidth, though. I'm not seeing any wireless chatter. Everything must be on hard lines. I shifted Sarah's shoulder bag a bit higher and knocked. For reasons that do not do John a great deal of credit, I am currently incarnated in the form of a top-of-the-line laptop. See John Golden, freelance debugger, for a more thorough explanation. The door gave a hollow metallic bong, and a moment later I heard the snick of a bolt. The man who opened the door peered up at me from sunken, bloodshot eyes amidst a rat's nest tangle of hair, beard, and sideburns, all a startling dark red. Yes, he said. I'm John, I said. John Golden, freelance debugger. You asked me to come out for a meeting? Oh, right, he turned to shout over his shoulder. John, the debugger is here! Bring him over to the conference room, someone shouted back. The man at the door let out a long, suffering sigh and beckoned me inside. The offices of TGFP, Inc. did not inspire a great deal of confidence, technology-wise. A spaghetti tangle of cables twisted aimlessly across the floor, and elderly-looking machines were lined up against the wall, humming and chuckling to themselves. A heavy-duty router was clamped to the ceiling where the outside line came in, and beside it were several bits of best-buy networking gear, all secured with fraying duct tape. The conference room was an IKEA table screened from the rest of the office by beige cubicle walls with an odd assortment of ancient rolling chairs. Another man, presumably Sean, sat at the head of the table. He was clean-shaven and well-dressed, and as our guide shambled over to stand next to him, I pegged them as another incarnation of that archetypical duo, the beard and the suit. That is, the technical person and the business person. As a technical person, who is?
or was when I had a body, decidedly non-bearded. I find this description irritating. In this case, the suit, Sean, was giving off a used car salesman vibe that made me want to keep a hand on my wallet. It was something about his smile, too wide, too desperate, and the shifty look in his eyes. His counterpart just looked tired, as though he'd been up for several nights running. It's a look I'm familiar with. I often get called in after all other options have been exhausted, which means long, frustrating hours for the IT staff. Hi, said the suit. I'm Sean Harris. You're John Golden? I nodded, and we shook hands.